Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. It's Monday, May the 22nd. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And we're going to start with an absolutely incredible story about a former soldier from Canterbury who's become the first double above the knee amputee to climb Mount Everest. Harry Budamaga lost his legs in an explosion in Afghanistan and has been raising money for charity with his latest challenge. He had to battle poor weather conditions, nearly ran out of oxygen, and his brother was hit by rocks. But they eventually managed to reach the summit. So, how did it feel for Harry to stand on top of the world? It was amazing, uh, but uh, it was a snowstorm, so couldn't stay longer uh, and uh, have a nice view um, around. So, um, um, we took a few pictures uh, and uh, our worry was to um, how to get set down. Uh, we were running out of oxygen uh, and, um, you know, how far uh, we can go down. So um, that was our uh, worry, but uh, I absolutely felt amazing and we created a history and, and uh, I and my team were very proud of that. Uh, we achieved um, and created a history. My lifetime goal is to uh, changing the perception on persons with disability. Uh, my life was changed in a blink of an eye, so anyone's life can change. Uh, we can be uh, a wrong place at the wrong time, and um, it just uh, our life will be never be the same again. So, but whatever happens, we can still live the fulfilling life. To do that, we need to change the perception. We need to make awareness of uh, a disability, but also uh, who uh, uh, who would like to achieve something in the life who has a dream, uh, then whatever um, the situation you are in, um, we can achieve any dreams um, uh, that we have in life. We just need to adapt according to the time uh, and situation. If a double above knee amputee can climb the Everest, you can climb whatever mountain that you have. As long as you are disciplined, work hard and put everything into it. Huge congratulations to Harry. You can also see pictures of him at the summit by heading to the story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. More news for you today and the police watchdogs launched an investigation after a woman was shot dead by a known domestic abuse suspect in Dartford. Mum of two, Hayley Burke, was fatally injured at a home in Priory Road earlier this month. 29-year-old Jacob Cloak also died from self-inflicted gunshot wounds after a standoff with police. He was facing several charges of violence against his ex-partner and was out on bail at the time of the attack. Some court news next, and an Ashford man's been jailed for five years after stabbing a man in the chest with a screwdriver. Ricky Wells from Trout Road found him in his girlfriend's home and thought they were having an affair. The victim spent four days in intensive care and the woman also suffered a black eye. The 52-year-old has also been given a 10-year restraining order. A man who attacked a woman in a dark alleyway in Canterbury has been sent to a psychiatric hospital. The 47-year-old, who has paranoid schizophrenia, followed the 
the woman for about 20 minutes before grabbing her from behind on a path near Beaconsfield Road. He'll only be released when a mental health tribunal is satisfied he poses no harm. Now, this is one of our most read stories on the website today. Residents in part of Medway have described plans to add 760 new homes as ridiculous. People in High Stow say the area doesn't have the infrastructure to support so many new residents. Well, a decision will be made on July the 19th on whether the plans will be approved. You can read Amy Tregenna's report in full at Kent Online, where you can also let us know what you think. You can also comment on our socials. Now, if you're a driver, chances are you've noticed a fair few potholes in the roads recently. Well, a survey of just half a mile stretch in Deal has found more than 120 divots. A total of 15 roads were affected in total, with 28 holes discovered in Middle Street alone. Residents have voiced their frustration, saying the craters are damaging alloy wheels and tyres. Former town councillor Brian Henderson has been speaking to our reporter, Sam Lennon. Well, the concern is that when it rains, uh, the water's going to get under the the potholes in the the holes. It's going to lift the remainder of the tarmac. It's going to weaken weaken the substructure of the, uh, the road itself. Have you spoken to anybody on authority about this? Yep, Kent Highways. What have they said? They've just turned around and says, oh, we'll, we'll look at it. Uh, I spoke to somebody last week yeah. and he says, you don't realise how many potholes there are in Kent, Mr Henderson. And I just turned around and says, no, I'm not bothered about that. It's, it's this area I'm bothered about. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, but the other main problem is that it's the double yellow lines with the yellow lines broken and the needs redoing as well. The whole conservation area needs re-tarmacking and they've got to have the money. Mm. People take, pay for the road taxes or whatever and uh, they pay their taxes. And the whole, the, you know, just needs to be done properly. Well, we did get in touch with the County Council. They sent us this statement. It says, we encourage members of the public to report faults on our roads via our reporting tool on our website. Information on how we assess and prioritise faults is also available. Kent Online reports. Five people have been arrested following a police chase on the A2 near Dartford. A vehicle failed to stop and was followed into Wilmington, where officers found machetes, knives and an axe. The driver was caught after trying to run away and four other suspects were found by a police dog nearby. A man who died after being found next to a church in Tunbridge Wells is thought to have suffered carbon monoxide poisoning. An inquest has heard Danit Fotache, who was born in Romania, inhaled dangerous gas at St John's Church on Amherst Road in January. The 37-year-old's death is not currently being treated as suspicious and a full hearing will take place next month. Now, a temporary library is set to open in Folkestone after the the original was closed due to water damage. The 135-year-old building in Grace Hill flooded last December. And in March, you may remember, Kent County Council bosses said it was unlikely to ever reopen. Well, now they've announced a temporary building will open by the end of the year while they work on getting the original back on its feet. Councillor Peter Oakford is deputy leader of the council and in charge of finance. He's been chatting to reporter Gabriel from our colleagues at KMTV. We're still looking at at the challenges that this building faces. Uh, One thing we're determined to do is to open a library as soon as we can within Folkestone, and we're looking at a number of options for temporary library space at this moment in time. But it is a a very old building that's in a a poor state of disrepair. 
We've actually spent £490,000 on that building over the past five years. Um, and to look at it, you wouldn't know that because of the level of deterioration. Um, the works that need doing to it now aren't simply a case of a roof repair. Um, we need to spend about one and a half million pounds just to get the library open without any enhancements to the building. So it is a critical situation. We will have a library open in, in um, Folkestone. Um, we will open a temporary one whilst we're trying to work out what we could do to that building. It is only a temporary closure, but at this moment in time, we cannot give any guarantees. And what's the timescale on this to get a, a temporary library opened? Because at the moment, Folkestone is without a library in our town centre. It is. We we have extended the opening hours of, of, the, of the libraries in the closest proximity to that one. So there is still a service available, but I understand that that isn't ideal for a lot of the residents of Houston. Um, I know the service was up looking at a couple of um, premises this week. Uh, we own a premises, some premises in the area that we're looking at, and we're actually meeting a group of us next uh, Monday to talk about this and to see how we can accelerate the opening of a temporary library and a temporary archive centre, because it's not only the book lending and the library. We understand that there is a huge demand for the archive service that, that we have there. And so we're looking at that as well. So can you guarantee then that there will be a temporary library at some point this year? Absolutely. I can guarantee that beyond any doubt. And we're looking to do that as soon as possible. And what about a permanent solution? How likely is that looking? Um, there will be a permanent solution, um, but at this moment in time, we can't say what it is. Um, we're undertaking some more work on the building because we know that the, the, the current building requires this one and a half million. But I've asked that they look at the other aspects of the building because if there's problems with the wiring, we know that the plumbing is is very old so we've got old lead pipes in that building etc so if we're going to do anything should we be modernizing the building at the same time as we're making it warm safe and dry which is our our, our first um, challenge uh, that we need to deal with kent online reports a man's been given a 400 pound fine and a threat of having furniture taken away after being unable to pay his dart charge fee paul flockhart tried three different bank cards online but none of them worked he was then told to wait for the penalty charge and challenge it with well, a 60 year old works abroad and had trouble resolving the issue national highways say he was given numerous opportunities to engage in the process but failed to do so a new timetables come into force for kent's commuters today. South Eastern have added 29 services every weekday and 34 on a Saturday. Some trains will also have more carriages to provide extra capacity on their busiest routes. Now, dozens of teaching and support staff have been recognised at the Kent Teacher of the Year Awards. The annual event is designed to highlight those who really go above and beyond to educate and support children across the county. Sarah Kelly Day from Timberwood Academy in Gravesend won the overall Head Teacher Prize and I was delighted to be able to catch up with her after the awards ceremony. For once, I'm speechless. That doesn't happen very often if you ask my 400 children. <laughs> what does it mean to you and what do you think it's going to mean to your school as well? I haven't 
told many people that I'm here today. My family know and my senior leaders uh, know as well. The rest of my staff and my school community do not know. Um, because if I'm completely honest, I did feel a bit fraudulent when I opened the envelope and saw that I had been awarded something, but you're not told what. Um, because behind every head teacher, behind everybody in who works in education, there is a great team. And actually, I... Although I'm very grateful having the Kent Head Teacher of the Year Award presented to me, um, actually, I, it's not for me, it's for my school. It, it is completely my, my team. We've been through some turbulent times. Um, I've been there nine and a half years and we are a community. When I show parents around, when I show um, prospective staff members around, it's all about the community. I've held children in my arms when they were babies whilst parents were watching the activities. They're now in the school. Um, we're seeing circles of staff, children who were uh, who came through our school, who are now back as teaching apprentice, uh, apprentices as well, teaching assistant apprentices. Um, so uh, I think... I'm speechless. It doesn't happen very often. It really doesn't happen very often. (laughs) And tell us about your school for anyone who hasn't heard of your school before or doesn't know too much about the community that you're within. So we're Timberwood Primary Academy. We are located in Gravesend and not many of the community know that we exist. We have huge grounds and many of our families have coined us as being the hidden gem of Gravesend um, because we don't have a large school frontage so not many of the community know that we exist. Um, we belong to the Reach to Academy Trust which has 60 primary schools in England. So a hidden gem within Gravesend but for all schools it has been an incredibly challenging time. How has it been for you? It's been, as it has been for all primary schools uh, across the the nation, COVID has hit everybody hard. Um, Our biggest priority was rebuilding our community, um, having the trust within together of trusting each other, um, the families coming back to us and rebuilding our children because we believe that every child has the potential to succeed. It doesn't matter what they want to be, we believe that they can make it and our staff are fully behind that. We've heard how hard all staff are working. How nice was it to come here this evening and to hear so many inspirational stories from other schools and other teachers? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. I just sat there and just lapped up every single story that was that was being spoken about um, and just admiring everybody in the room and admiring all those people that aren't in the room as well because as I said earlier it's a team effort behind every person in that room there was a team behind them. I think you have to be a very special person to be a teacher don't you because throughout all the tough times you guys still keep going and, and you're there for our children every step of the way. <laughs> We have a mantra, when the going gets tough, we keep on going. We set the weather in our schools. We are the sunshine in our children's lives. So no matter what's going on in our own lives, no matter what's going on outside in the, in the world, we are the, we are the sunshine that keeps them moving. Well, huge congratulations again. Thank you so much and well done. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say perhaps to your teachers who are going to be very surprised when they hear this? <laughs> I'm sorry for keeping it a secret. Um, uh, Most importantly, thank you, because you are the team behind me that makes the school amazing. You guys can run without me because you're such an amazing team and I can't thank you enough. Congratulations again to Sarah and everyone else who was recognised at the event on Friday night. And she might not have won Eurovision, but May Miller's now at number one on the Kent Top 40 over on our sister radio station, KMFM. I wrote a song, finished second to last in the contest, but it seems lots of you are loving it anyway. Ed Sheeran's Eyes Closed has been knocked down into second in the chart with Waffle House Bite, the Jonas Brothers, at number three.
three. Kent Online Sports. Football and the Gillingham manager has been speaking about his plans to recruit during the summer break. Last week, the club released their retained list and confirmed they've offered contracts to David Tutonda and Alex McDonald. 16 players from last season are definitely staying at Priestfield and Neil Harris says he wants to add to that group over the coming weeks. Absolutely, we know we need uh, four or five main players to come into the, the core group. Um, and, I, and I'm talking about bringing players in that... that add to what we've got. I'm talking about bringing players in that are level, that are ready to go in and play, um, that are going to put pressure on players that have been regular starters. Um, it's going to be the best man for the show come pre-season. Um, players might have played 40 games last year. If we've got somebody better, then they'll play. That, that's the bottom line. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to hold hands. I'm here to uh, improve and push us forward. Uh, we're not here to stand still. Um, so we want players to come in that can affect the starting 11 and the main core of 18 straight away um, and we've identified players we've spoken to a lot of agents uh, we've met players already um, so you know, we're really pushing forward everybody wants to sign players yesterday I'm the world's worst as a manager <laughs> you know we, we want clarity in what we're doing but it's, it's not possible where, where we are really fortunate uh, we have got a contracted group of 16 players at the moment um, and you know we're looking to work with a group of 20 maybe 21 maximum so we're not talking about adding lots of players. We just want to add quality. And in cricket, Kent's head coach, Matt Walker, says it's very disappointing to have suffered another defeat in the county championship. They lost by 10 wickets to Surrey at the Oval over the weekend. Kent have only won one match out of six so far this season. But they will be taking a bit of a break from the competition as the T20 blast gets underway later this week. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast